When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Out to Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. B&E on a Thursday, one of the best days of the sports year each and every year. The madness of March begins at 11.15 this morning. Get your brackets in. Also coming up in our Coach's Corner, we'll talk about the Longhorns and their game plan to beat Colgate today. The Raiders out of the Patriot League. Matchups and uh, keys for the Horns for Rodney Terry. Also, uh, Aaron Rodgers does say he found clarity in the dark. Found clarity in his darkness retreat. And that he intends to play this season. Several people on the text line appreciate it. So that there is a Z Tejas location opening up in Kyle, which is true. You know, Kyle, south of Buta there, is blowing up for the restaurant industry. There's a lot coming in down there, man. Including, yeah, we mentioned the Z Tejas on 6th Street is closing. It's been open since 1989. That's going to close its doors. But, yeah, they're opening a new location down there where all the, the growth is. ton of new stuff coming out that way, which is pretty cool. And, Speaking about that way, this, this afternoon, our afternoon show, Ball Don't Lie, are going to be at Twin Peaks in Round Rock. But I'm going to be hanging out a little bit this afternoon, Buck, down at Mudbugs in Buda, because our friends down the hall at Coke FM, Eric Rains and the team, are going to be out there at, at uh, Mudbugs this afternoon from 3 to 6, I believe. And it's the third birthday of Mudbugs, the Cajun joint Happy there birthday. in Buda. What's the TV situation out there at Mudbugs? Uh, they have two in the bar area. It's not a sports bar, but uh, uh, there's also a place next to Mudbugs called Nate's that they've got TV. So, yeah. You can watch some some games right there. And there's a place called Buta Mill and Grain right there in, at the end of Main Street in downtown Buta, where Mudbug sits. And there's several little cool stores. And how many how many games at once are there, Max? Today? I, I forget. Was it two? Or uh, three? The crossover. Well, they stagger them pretty good. Uh, and obviously, you you can find them on different networks. And you've got to have your TV guide ready. But the first game's at eleven fifteen. The second game won't tip off until eleven forty. Then there's a twelve forty and a one. So essentially. You can kind of flip back and forth. The the 11 a.m. game will, will, is, is on the main CBS. The 11:40 game tips off on True TV. 12:40 uh, it's on TNT, and then the one o'clock game is at uh, TBS. I mean, you see how that works, right? I mean, you're there's always a game on, and then there's you'll see the finish of the West Virginia game, and you can see the finish of the Furman game with Virginia, then Utah State, Missouri, Kansas, and Howard. Whether that'll be a game or not, when it's late, it's a 116, then 145 and 210. This game's all day, 3-10, 3-30. All day long. 5-10, 6-10, 6-25 are the Longhorns. All day. And your, your channels don't change. It's TNT, CBS, TBS, and True TV. Those are your four options. And uh, if you're like me, Buck, and you're at home and you have DirecTV, I've got that channel 205, which is like it'll do, the, it'll do the, all of them. All the boxes? Yeah, you'll have all the boxes of the four games, which is pretty cool. So you can kind of flip through it and keep an eye on all of them. But, yes, there's not a lot of crossover. I mean, there'll be a, t- a time where all are going. But they'll be in different stages of the ball game. But uh, yeah, uh, Mudbugs has a couple. 
Nate's has some TVs, but neither of those would be called like sports bars. Um, that's one thing the uh, little town of uh, Buda does not have is a sports bar where you can just, you know, TVs everywhere Plop watching down. games. Yeah. But uh, one day, one day there'll be one for sure. But Kyle, Kyle's getting the, the Z Tejas, Bob. That's sweet. And I think in Kyle, you know, if you between Buda and Kyle off 35, there's a big new complex going. There's like a movie theater, Evo. And there's a bunch of stuff. And uh, remember, Drew Brees is a part of a group called Walk-Ons. You ever been to a Walk-Ons there? They're in, they're 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 popular in New Orleans and, and through Louisiana and the South. Um, there there's one of those coming in down there, which is a, a nice sports bar. Obviously, Pluckers has got a new location coming online in South Park Meadows. If you live south, but that won't be here for a little while. I know the restaurant game. But a uh, lot to do, a lot of basketball, a lot of uh, football talk. Let's get to your headlines. How about we hit the uh, the top stories? That you got to know what's going on as you get up and out on a Thursday. UBO Business Services. We'll start over at the Dish last night. Longhorn baseball team made it seven straight. They uh, finished off a midweek sweep of North Dakota State, seven to four of the final. Eric Kennedy, three for five. He had his first two home runs of the year. Dylan Campbell also hit his first long ball. Longhorns extend their win streak to seven games. They've all come on this 14-game homestand that will continue this weekend when they host the University of New Orleans for three games. We'll preview that series coming up with David Pierce about 8:30 this morning. College basketball field of 64 is set. After uh, the final two play-in games last night, or the first four games, Fairleigh Dickinson beat uh, Texas Southern pretty easily. They roll in. They're going to be the 16 seed now in the East and play Purdue. Arizona State won the uh, game over Nevada. They're going to be the 11th seed out West. Big Dance does tip off at 11:15 this morning. Uh, Longhorns, of course, are part of the full day of 16 games today. That's at 6.25 tonight. Our extended pregame coverage goes live here on the Horn at 5.30 today. Big day in the NFL, opening of the league's new year, and the uh, Zeke Elliott era has ended in Dallas as the Cowboys have released the uh, running back after seven seasons, 27 years old. He won two rushing titles. He will be designated as a post-June 1 release, which will save the team nearly $11 million towards their salary cap this season, which was a must, according to team owner Jerry Jones. In a, in a statement, says the release of the three-time, the third all-time leading rusher in franchise history was difficult but necessary. And the, the cap flexibility also says that it will allow Zeke to experience free agency. Also yesterday, the Aaron Rodgers saga took another turn. The four-time MVP appeared on the Pat McAfee show and confirmed that he is indeed planning to play this season and intends to play for the New York Jets, but there's any delays in making the move or because the Packers are digging their heels in on trade compensation and they haven't worked out a deal yet. In Philadelphia, the defending champion Eagles are keeping a pair of their defensive cornerstones. Official word that Fletcher Cox, their defensive tackle, has agreed to a one-year deal. Also, Pro Bowl corner Darius Slay is going to remain with the team. They had given him permission to seek a trade. Now word late last night that he's coming back. In Kansas City, defending Super Bowl champs are losing a pair of key cogs. How about the uh, Cincinnati Bengals? They've reached a new deal with offensive tackle Orlando Brown Jr., four-year, $60-some million deal. Wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster has agreed to a three-year deal in New England. World Baseball Classic last night, clutch performance by Team USA. They took down Team Columbia 3-2 to two to secure a berth in the WBC quarterfinals. Mike Trout had three hits, drove in all three runs. They're going to now face Venezuela on Saturday in the quarterfinals in a terrible scene last night at the, at the World Baseball Classic. Star New York Mets closer Edwin Diaz suffered what appears to be a fairly serious right knee injury. Happened during the team's on-field celebration after they eliminated the pre-tournament favorites, the Dominican Republic. He's going to undergo an MRI today. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, Buck, the uh, Aaron Rodgers news. So how about this? He told uh, Pat McAfee yesterday, Pat McAfee, that 
when he went into his darkness retreat, he was 90% leaning towards retiring, 10% towards playing. When he came out of the dark, his feelings changed. Dude could tell you anything about being in the dark, and you'd have to say, yeah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. He also tried to put the the onus on the Packers here because he, he said when he went into the retreat for five days, he, he wasn't on his phone for five days. Like, he didn't even look at it. He, and when he was going in, he just said he was 90% towards retiring, which – and he said the Packers had told him, hey, we want you to retire a Packer. We want you to be here if you want to be here. And then he's got the sense when he came out because he started checking his phone and he had all these messages and he started to feel like the Packers didn't want him anymore. Like he, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he, he was slamming them yesterday. He was loving on them, loving on the fans, loving on the Packers and all they did for him, but he slammed them in the end. Well, he says he'd already be a Jet if they could work out the deal. Yeah, but Well, guess what? They're going to work out the deal that suits them. You know, they should. They right. should because they believe Jordan Love is the future and he's their quarterback and we'll see. They drafted him. They traded up to draft him three years ago, and it's and the about Jets, time. And the Jets need him now. They don't have any place else to turn. The they Jets don't. have nobody else to turn to. Well, and they've hired his former offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. They've hired their buds. Signed Alan Lazard. Because, uh, look, if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're 39, you don't want to roll into the New York and learn a brand-new offense. Everybody else can learn the new offense, and you can, you'll can. you already know it because you played for Nathaniel Hackett for three seasons in Green Bay, uh, and you can help teach the rest of the team. But – you know, it's going to happen. It's, but, again, it's, it was just one year ago this and Garrett week. Wilson, he is a great player. He's just about to become a real special player. Well, I mean, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers can still fling it, man. He oh, can, yeah. He can throw the rock, and they've got pieces to throw it to. But, you know, it's going to be about the chemistry. and the Because the question becomes, is this going to be like Matt Stafford or Tom Brady, or is this going to be like Russell Wilson? I mean, which which example have we seen of recent vintage of a, of a – Elite quarterback moving teams, and you know he was the miss. You know Matt Stafford was the missing piece to the Rams to go win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady um, brought some of his guys and and the collection of what Tampa already had, and they went and won the Super Bowl. I, I just um, don't think Green Bay was not a top ten defense, were they? I mean, I, yeah, the yeah. Jets are. The Jets are a top ten defense. Well, if you remember last year at Lambeau Field, the Jets beat the daylights out of the Packers in a regular season game. I mean, beat them bad. That was one of the worst games Aaron Rodgers played last year was against the Jets defense. So he saw them up close. Uh, in Lambeau Field, but yeah, I'm gonna get again. I mean, we, we all thought the Russell Wilson thing was, oh man, they're really top five defense, really good team. It's gonna be good, and obviously, it turned out to not be good at all. And it was mostly because of Russell Wilson's attitude and a first year. Because that's the other part. When you went, when, when when Matt Stafford went to the Rams, whether he's a young coach or not, Sean McVay was an established coach. He was the leader of that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Arians was in charge in Tampa. You know, I think part of last year with, with Russell Wilson was Nathaniel Hackett was the first-year head coach and was kind of flimsy with the leadership, and Aaron and Russell Wilson kind of took, took advantage of that, and it never worked in the locker room. Uh, obviously, the offense was bad. The offensive line had some injuries last year. The running back position in Denver had injuries, and it just was a, a, a terrible season, uh, or certainly not the, the season anybody expected. The Jets, I mean, I think it's fair to say it could go either way. Um, you know, Robert Sala. He's a young coach. He's the defensive guy. Nathaniel Hackett has been brought in. Look, this has all been in the works. Yeah, Robert Sala is just going to just coach his ass off with that defense. Yeah. And, you know, he's a Kyle Shanahan disciple. And, yeah. and what does that become? I You could see it going either way, but it's really going to be about how predicated oh, on I know that. how it's going to go at the end of the year. There's going to be a whole mess of problems. If, <laughs> if they're not in a Super Bowl, if they just barely make a playoff or they get run out of a playoff, I know what the end game is for this. There's drama to be had at the end of this football season with the Jets. Well, Aaron Rodgers, and I, drama. I, and I want it. 
I want all I'm of it. I'm in for but it. I, but what I want is the every week drama with the New York media. Well, you know Aaron Rodgers. Well, look, it's New York. You know who else wants this? TV networks. They're, they're going to put the yeah. Jets on TV a lot. And Woody wants this. Their matchups with the Josh Allen and the Bills twice oh my this goodness. year. Anything to do with the Patriots? Patriots, of course, with Bill Belichick twice this year in that division. I mean, those will be marquee TV games, without a doubt. And But you know what? Guess what we got a lot of last year? Russell Wilson in primetime, and it was awful. How many Denver games did we have to live through that were just terrible TV because it was a bad team and he was a bad quarterback? I, I don't see Aaron Rodgers regressing to the Russell Wilson level of what we saw this year, but... Because he can still. Well, Russell Wilson had some weapons at wide receiver. They didn't even use the one guy. Well, Sutton, he never even got well, hardly ever through that dude. Right. And, and, you know, it became pretty clear last year that Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, and the, the Seahawks did a good job of making up for some of his deficiencies in Seattle. They just didn't say anything about it, and they were, you know, they were the winners in that deal. You know, there are a lot of people that believe Aaron Rodgers was what made up for deficiencies in Green Bay because you. A lot of people think Green Bay is going to be the team that collapses with Jordan Love as their quarterback. Oh, I believe so. And that Aaron Rodgers was the one kind of propping that thing up. Um, but we'll see. Aaron that's, Rodgers that's why we'll all tune offensively in. will just be just fine. I mean, Garrett Wilson, and he's bringing his boys. Don't think for one second that all these that he doesn't have demands on who he needs to bring to this team. I mean, he, he'll he'll say it like he did yesterday. He goes, I don't have all those guys. He says I he, bring. Guys, he would like to play with if they oh, want, if they oh, want to bring him in. If, if they want to play with me again, if they want to get him. I like this Alan Lazard guy. Big fan of Randall Cobb. Oh my God, come on, Randall, grab Big my bags and come on over Lewis. here. Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> he really want. He doesn't really want to do that, does he? Well, yeah, bringing in all the guys. I mean, when's the last time Aaron Rodgers went to a Super Bowl? Twelve years ago. I mean, uh, I Tom, that, Tom Brady brought his guys to Tampa because those guys knew how to win. Yeah, but Tom Brady also, there was a defense sitting in Tampa just awaiting. Well, the Jets have a D. Yeah, that's what I mean. This mm-hmm. is, but I don't think they're they're headed to the Super Bowl. I, well, I'd love it, and I'd hate it. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll get done, but again, it's about contracts. It's about draft. What's the compensation going to be for this guy? I mean, they're not getting two first rounds. Well, why wouldn't they? I'd ask for it. It's what you got for Russell Wilson. It's what you got for Matt Stafford. You don't have to trade them. I mean, you, like you, I, they could just wait and be like, just, if they don't, if the Jets don't want to meet their demands, be like, okay, well, good luck finding another quarterback. Oh, they don't have it. There's none available well, now. The Jets don't have any leverage in this. Yeah, deal. they got nothing. Exactly, now. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the it's, Jets the, have the nothing. The Packers can wait. Yeah, I mean, the Packers can wait. That's why this is this is dragging. It's day one of the league's year for crying out loud. But yeah, I mean, I think the leverage all belongs to the Packers, isn't this? And all they're going to say is, look, look what Denver gave up to get Russell Wilson. Look what the Rams gave up to get Matt Stafford. Uh, we're not giving up. Our, yes, he's older, so we'll consider his age at 39. But you know, he just we won back-to-back MVPs at 37 and 38. Give me a break. Um, you know, pay the piper. This is what the going rate is for a franchise quarterback. You want him, well, but I, I really believe it's. I think they know what they'll give up to get him as far as draft picks go and draft capital. But what they don't. It's about the money. How much? How much is? Because remember when Matt Stafford was traded, the, the Lions were willing to take Jared Goff's big contract, which helped the salary cap with the Rams to allow it. Um, you know, you, you, the Jets are going to need the Packers to absorb some of that money, um, and that's part of it. It's a negotiation about picks, but also the contract. Where there is drama, this is the Joe Namath. You're bringing back another Joe Namath here. <laughs> they haven't had a quarterback since Joe Namath. Hey, and Ken that, O'Brien, come on, man. Who? Kenny O'Brien, Chad Pennington, Mark Sanchez. Brett Give Fumblers. me some Mark Sanchez. No. Give me a little Brett Favre. Back to 1969 with, with this guy coming to, to New York. This is good stuff for the Jets. Yeah, it, Woody loves this. I mean, this is that's all he wants. He loves the drama. 
Well, he and he just play. wants to out-drama the Giants. That's that's what will be important well, to him. The thing about the Giants is they don't really want drama. The, well, Mar- I, the, Mar- the Mara family, the Mar- no, they they're, to- they're going to be on the front page regardless because they're the Giants, but they try to – that's what the Odell Beckham Jr. thing didn't – they don't want the drama. They want winning. The Jets, yeah, they'll probably take a little drama. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to your uh, – Coach's Corner, it's brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations, avconsultations.com online. Audiovisual Consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. And remember, the uh, winner of our bracket contest, when you're getting your horn bracket challenge picks in by 11 o'clock today, you still have a little under three hours to get those picks in, or four hours, I should say. Go ahead and make those picks. The winner is uh, part of the package. We'll win that. 55-inch LG flat-screen TV from Tom McKay and the team at AV Consultations. All right, Buck, uh, Lawhorns, 625 today. Uh, look, it's uh, Lawhorns are a two-touchdown favorite for a reason, right? You don't take any team lightly in this situation. But let's, you know, brass tacks, the Lawhorns are the better team. Yes. The Lawhorns, you know, when you look, we just heard Ari Temkin last hour referring to Ken Palm, right? The Ken Pomeroy rankings, which are the deep-dive analytic rankings of teams and it's a whole body of work for the season. Right now, the Longhorns are the sixth overall ranked team in the Ken Palm rankings. Colgate is uh, 114th. 114th worth is sixth, right? And they're coming out of the Patriot League. Uh, and the thing you love about Texas and their ability to, to make a run here is that the Longhorns are top 10 in both in Ken Palm's offensive and defensive efficiency. Um, you're top 20, I should say, in adjusted offensive efficiency and adjusted defensive efficiency. They're 18th in offense. They're 11th on defense. Uh, if you look at Colgate, they're 44th in adjusted offense, which is uh, you know points per possession kind of kind of analytic. Defensively, though, they're 231, and that's even in the Patriot League buck. So if you're Texas, you should. This just goes back to my number when Texas holds teams 72 points or lower, they are 25 and 0 this year. If the defense comes to play like it did in the Big 12 tournament, the defensive intensity is there. Longhorns are going to be fine because they're going to score. They're going to score against this team. Right, and that this team is going to have to defend them. The problem is they're going to have to defend the Longhorns and the Longhorn guards. That's correct. Those guys have not defended well, guards like this. And then that's you know when you're a coach, you're trying to look for okay, here's where we can attack them. Texas is a top twenty team in offense and top right. twenty team in defense. They're almost top ten in defense. So the Longhorns can bring it on both ends. Colgate has to beat you offensively. They're not going to play. Yeah, defense. they got to be hot at the three yes. point line, and you have to look and say, "Okay, go shoot," and they make all their yes. shots. They're not. They're two hundred and thirty first in adjusted right. defense. So that's 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 bad, and that's even in the Patriot League against Patriot League competition. Texas right. will get points in this game. Yeah, if you D them up, they have to play you. That's right. defensively too. That's right, and that's where if Texas plays the, you know, the Big Twelve tournament to beat TCU and Oak State and Kansas, they they held those opponents to a combined to an average of fifty seven points. You know, you put the clamps on this group, you'll run away with this game. This game won't be in doubt late because you're going to score. Uh, Texas too deep, too good. The other thing about Colgate though is if they do get hot, they're the best three, best three point shooting team in the oh, country. Well, they get a run on you, and they're deep. Then they're veteran. I mean, the, the same things you can say about Texas. I know the, the, their coach is uh, you know, Coach Langell is one of the best in the Patriot League, one of the best out there. Uh, he coaches them up. They've got eight or nine deep. They've got veteran players. Their their player of the year is a, a senior, kind of like Texas has all the, the age and experience. And the one thing you know about Colgate is they are not going to be afraid of the moment. They've been in this tournament, you know, three straight years. They understand what this moment's about. Uh, Longhorns, though, again, better team. Um, number six in Ken, Ken Palm versus, you know, 114. This should be a, a double-digit win. For yeah, I, I just like the, the fact that the Horns will – I think they'll they'll run out. They won't let guys – Open open threes because if they do that they'll they'll hit them 
Yeah, they'll make their threes. But if those guys don't aren't aren't in a big streak and they hit their hit them every once in a while, then they got to go play defense against the Longhorn guards, and that's going to take a lot of energy well, and I for Colgate like, kids. Well, one of the, one of the things we know about the Big Twelve is you know not all the teams were elite, but they're all great on defense, right? They're all. What are the stats we had through the year in the Ken Palm rankings? Like every team in the Big Twelve is top fifty mm-hmm. in, in adjusted defense. Well, again, yeah, you're and, playing and a Texas team that, is a physical offensive team too. Right. Well, now you're playing a team that's 112. And this is where we talk about these Big Twelve teams getting out of the rigors of the Big Twelve to play a team that isn't that athletic and isn't great on D. Uh, you know, Texas. I don't see Texas going into one of these long scoring slumps that we've seen them get into sometimes this year against this group. They're going to get their points if they play their defense and bring their intensity. They'll be fine. Uh, you know, the, obviously those scoring slumps down the road in this tournament. The, you know, they win this game and get to A and M. Now, A&M can play some defense, right? I mean, A&M can bring it with Buzz Williams, but, you know, you got to get there first. Penn, A&M will play Penn State tonight uh, after Texas. That's the 8:55 game this evening, so you have to stay up late to see the Aggies play the Nittany Lions. And as we said, all the all four of these teams are really, really red hot coming into this tournament. Yeah, i got, I got to see what this, what this staff decides to do with the lineups. I mean – That'll be that'll be something we'll all that, be looking I think for. That'll be that's that's. Is it Timmy be Allen in the starting lineup back to his normal spot? Or I just think they do. Well, look, here's what I, I want say. to find out. I want to find out about him early. You know what I mean? Well, I, I want to find I out if you his know body. about his health. I think what I'm worried about is you, you, the three guard lineup was you know with Dylan Sue and Dylan Mitchell as your starting lineup with the three guards was so effective in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's also you got to you want your best perimeter defenders on the floor. When you're playing a team that, that shoots the three ball like they do and will shoot that many, you know, there's no question that with the three guards, that's a better perimeter defense. And Dylan Mitchell and, and Dylan DeSue, that's a better perimeter defense than Timmy Allen, right? So to start the game, what you don't want is this team to get hot early. How good is that? Their, their big, big man, because the 6'10, that's the one that worries me because while you're paying attention to all the guys shooting threes, you get your other guys in foul trouble with this big dude. Well, that foul trouble is, is always a factor, right, uh, in these games. But he's all right. He's 6'10". I mean, he, he can make some things happen. And he's a good passer. I mean, they kind of use him as kind of a point center okay. a lot of times. And getting it back out to the threes. Yeah, he, they kick it in, try to draw uh, some coverage. And they then, can't shoot free throws. Well, that's the other thing. They're not a good free throw shooting team, which is weird. It's, to be as good a shooting really team weird. as they are, yeah, they are not great uh, from the foul line, which advantage. I like Texas. they've got some coaches, sons. I'll just say this. I like Texas to cover this number. What's the current number, Ty? Mr. Professional game. Uh, it was 14, so last time I looked. I like Texas to cover that. 15 or more. Even though they're 1 and 11 in their last. Yes, this is a different Texas against team. The spread? No, I like Texas. Yeah, this like is a Texas. group that's run off and beat so, Kansas by 20. So how much do they win by then? 20? 15 plus. 15 plus. That's all you need. Cover the number. We're just trying to cover the number here. <laughs> it's 13 now. Okay. Uh oh, that's even better. Even better. Even better. Uh, who do we like in the uh, Texas A&M game? Against Penn State, you you got some you got Hoofy and all your buddies back Uh-oh. east that love Penn State. Are they excited? If, if they don't shoot, if they 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 will continue to shoot threes, and then they'll pretend like they're going to the hoop. Don't worry about them going to the hoop. They they want to shoot threes all night. So just defend them. If they're hot, it, it's like I said, it's that it's that mindset that you get into when you're a defender. If you say, oh, he's not going to make this three, so I don't need to run out on him, e, and they make the first or second one, it's that's when it gets to be tough for you. Penn State gets hot and shooting the threes. That's a problem for A&M. But if you can make them go kind of scattery, they they hit one three and then they miss five more, that's what, that's what you're looking for. Well, they're, they they, they're the classic team. I mean, we just about talked about Colgate. Colgate's won 20 of their last 21 games, so they're playing great basketball. Uh, Penn State's won eight of ten. Uh, eight of their last ten. They, you know, ten games ago, they didn't look like a tournament team. No. But they've gotten hot. They made it all the way to the uh, – 
to the t- conference championship game in the Big Ten and lost to Purdue in a, in a close game. Uh, so you know, but but Texas A and M is also equally hot. They're nineteen and four in their last twenty three, and they play really good defense. Uh, they're kind of the same. I mean, A and M will d up Penn State. Can Penn State d up A and M? That That's becomes the, the question. That's right. I think both games could go because I don't think A and M should be a seven seed. We said that all week. Said that since Sunday. I think they got underseeded. I think they take advantage of that tonight. I like the Aggies and I like the Longhorns. I think we're going to get that matchup coming up on uh, on Saturday. That kick, that tip time has not been announced yet, though. But if they both win, you know CBS is going to try to put that bad boy oh, uh, for right sure. in the prime time spot on Saturday from Des Moines, Iowa. We'll come back. We'll pick up your brackets and conversation, the Aaron Rodgers story, and the end of an era. Zeke Elliott. Cut in Dallas. Kind of knew it had to happen, but uh, Jerry Jones said it was a difficult decision to make. We'll talk about it coming up on B&E. It's Bucky and Aaron. You really picking Shaka Smart and the Marquette Golden Warrior things to go to the uh, Final Four? Are you picking them? You got them? Going to the Final Four. What I got are they called the now? They, they, they used to be the, Warriors. The, the, the Warriors. What are they now? The Golden Eagles, I think. Golden Eagles had to change. Warriors was too. Was that too violent? Mean spirited. I think it's. I mean, the Catholic school didn't like that. They changed now. They're the Golden. Come on now. Well, the last time the Longhorns went to the Final Four, Marquette was in the Final Four that year too with a guy named Dwayne Wade. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. Pretty good. And uh, of course, there was another guy there at Syracuse named Carmelo Anthony. He wasn't bad. Uh, both Marquette and Texas lost in the national semis. Uh, Dwayne Wade and company lost to Kansas. Texas lost to Syracuse, and Syracuse beat Kansas in the Natty uh, in 03. We'll see, because uh, a lot of people do like Marquette out of the Big East as the number two seed. Longhorns are number two seed in the Midwest. Uh, one of the best days of the year. So much fun, just to, as you heard Ari say last hour. And uh, uh, we just, you just, you will start watching games at 11 15, and you just don't, you just don't move. I mean, you just, and you get to the end of these games, who's going to pull the upset? You start hearing, like if you're out and about watching games, you start hearing a buzz. Uh-oh, upset coming. Some of this UConn stuff. Is Coach Calhoun, is he still cheating and still? Oh, he's not that coach there. Is he still there? Come on, man. Are you sure? He's... <laughs> no, he's not there. They won a national championship without him also, right? Who was the guy that they Kevin won? Ollie. Kevin Ollie won. He's not there anymore. No, no I know he's not, but they, Kevin Ollie did win a, a championship, correct? Coach. What's that? Kevin Ollie did yeah, win a did. national championship. He okay. Did. Uh, Dan Hurley is the coach uh, there at UConn. The but, Hurley uh, family? Yeah, the fighting Dan Hurleys. No, fighting I, jerseys? Uh, but, yeah, oh, man, great coaching family. Uh, a lot of people like UConn you know, as far as the, the, the size goes, right? If their guards play good, they're tough inside. There's not many teams that can go up front with them. Marquette is not the Golden Chicks. Golden Chicks. Golden Chicks. <laughs> Come chick. on, y'all. No, man, the tournament's so great, and um, we all know that, but the – you know what I love about the tournament? It's kind of like golf. It's like these guys that get on the golf course, they almost never play. They don't practice. And then when they play bad, they get all mad and start throwing things, right? You know what I mean? They like, throw their clubs. Like, dude, what are you throwing even, that club what for? What are you doing? You don't even play golf. And you're, you're out here expecting to shoot 75? What's wrong with you? Uh, just enjoy the day. Uh, the same thing with these brackets. People who don't watch basketball all year all of a sudden fill out their bracket, and then they get mad when the bracket doesn't work out. Like, oh, man. Uh, you know, you didn't even watch, didn't even watch these teams. Like it's people like Ari and my man Ty that like they, they exhaustively watch basketball through the year. I watch. Sometimes it. that can be worse though. I know. It's sometimes it's better to by analysis. Have no idea what you're you're picking. But it, you know, at least you the people who watch a lot and study a lot have a right to maybe be mad about an upset if you don't even watch games and you're like, oh man, that was my upset pick. 
I can't get too mad about it. No. Enjoy, enjoy the day. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Enjoy that. But it does suck. There's nothing like losing like a Final Four team on day one. Remember, remember last year I had Kentucky? Yeah. Oh, that's right. They were gone immediately. And they lost to the Peacocks. And I'm like, come on, John Calipari. Well, mess with them again this year because they'll be out quick. That's horrible. Right, well, if Kentucky. I don't hear does, much talk of Gonzaga, the number one scoring team in America. I've seen them in some Final Fours. Now, I watched Texas beat the daylights out of them at the Moody Center this year. Um, but, again, it's a different team now. Uh, interested in that Gonzaga team. They do score. Drew Timmy still plays for them. That guy's Still? In, yeah. On his 12th year? Yeah. Um, pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, uh, they can score. They can score. And you're looking for the, the you know, the, 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 this, the, I don't know that we've ever had a year where there's been a team, a bracket with this. There isn't a favorite, right? Alabama, I guess, is the favorite. But Alabama, if they have a cold shooting night, for Nate Oates, they'll be done. And as Ty said, sometimes Alabama just does decides not to play defense in basketball games. Uh, they are they're vulnerable. Remember when Alabama played Oklahoma, the team OU, on the road, yes, who didn't make the tournament, and they played at last place Norman, team, but, and they got blasted by yeah. thirty by by Oklahoma in the Big Twelve SEC Challenge deal. Yeah, I mean that's if that's your number one seed, everybody's vulnerable. Everybody can be beaten, and it's really because the the number one versus number twenty isn't all that different. Um, I mean, Alabama's better, but number twenty can beat Alabama. There there've been years where the number one team, come on, they're just so much better. Yeah, than and I would have taken Purdue to go a little bit further if they didn't have a bunch of freshman guards, because that big dude in the middle is a cut of that guy's good. He's he's a problem, and you know that's why you like Alabama. They got Brandon Miller. He's the best player. Um, player in the country, arguably. Uh, Zach Eady's probably going to win player of the year from Purdue, the guy you're talking about. But yep. yeah, brackets uh, get going 11-15 today. Longhorn 625. Get on out to Twin Peaks and uh, give us your, your final fours, your upsets, and get your picks in at hornfm.com. Uh, this says, uh, guys, Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee's show was uh, asked and said, as a college player, I've had my eyes on Quinn Ewers. How about that? He said, I, he's an absolute stud and he will do amazing things at Texas. I'm honestly a huge fan of his game, and I'm very excited to see what he can do with Steve Sarkeesian in year two. I expect a great season. Didn't see that part of the Pat McAfee interview. How about it's that? Pretty good stuff. A Rod. Let's let's hope uh, Quinn Ewers doesn't bring the Aaron Rodgers drama. But if he brings that that arm talent, that ability to flip the football, if he has that it. ability to stay in the pocket and have nice form throwing the ball, hey, Aaron Rodgers hasn't always had his great. Proper footwork, but he can fling it. Well, this kid—they're not—they're not comparable in that way. Well, one guy's played for a thousand years in the NFL. One Aaron, guy's just kind of learning, really learning the game at a certain level. So sure, but he's got his eye on him. He likes him, likes him at uh, at Texas. So we'll keep an eye on that situation. But you know, we were talking about uh, the Jets have never had a franchise quarterback the likes of Aaron Rodgers. Now you could say Brett Favre, right? Remember when they brought Brett Favre in at the end of his career? There's very obviously similar paths. Um, but the the best Jets quarterback of all time is still Joe Namath. Is that true? I believe so. I like the Jets and the Bears. I mean, they've ne- neither franchise has ever had a great quarterback, um, in all the time. 
And I was it all. Remember in, in the '83 draft where seven Hall of Famers were drafted in the first round of that draft, including John Elway at the top. The uh, Jets that year, Buck drafted Ken O'Brien. Kenny O'Brien. He was a pretty good player, wasn't he? Out of Cal Davis. He was. Yeah. Where does he rank in all-time Jets quarterbacks? Ken O'Brien. He was a good one. He's in their top five. Think so? I think so. Yeah. I think that's right. And that kind of tells you where they are. Ken O'Brien's in the top five of their quarterbacks all time. Oh, man. Um, but, yes, Ken O'Brien. That was the year that your guy John Makovic drafted Todd Blackledge. Todd Blackledge out of Penn State. You know, your boss, John Makovic, you know, if, if instead with the seventh pick in the draft as the head coach of the Kansas oh. City Chiefs, if they had taken, oh, say, Jim Kelly or Dan Marino, he may still be coaching the Kansas City Chiefs. The Seattle Seahawks <laughs> took Kurt Warner. That's when the guys, people are into the Penn State running backs. Well, the t- top first two picks of that draft were Hall of Fame players, John Elway and Eric yeah. Dickerson, if you remember. And then, yeah, the Seahawks tried to draft the running back, Kurt Warner. Oh, he was there for a while. I'm not a good player. Yeah, not a Hall of Famer, but Pro Bowler. Yes. Pro Bowl player. Well, that was a great draft. Uh, and, you know, how, how things could be different, right? If John if John Makovic, Todd Belt Blackledge, the TV guy? Yep. Yeah, that was 1983. And, you know, the story, that, that that's one of my favorite all-time 30 for 30 episodes with uh, Marvin Demoff, the, the great agent, who was the agent for John Elway. Oh, man. Reading through his notes and telling the whole story of that 83 draft when John Elway didn't want to play for the uh, for the Colts and then we getting traded to Denver uh, playing his baseball card. And what you learn in that, that 30 for 30 documentary, Buck, is that the Dallas Cowboys with uh, Tom Landry and Tex Schramm and all them, they nearly had the trade for John Elway. And as a matter of fact, they made a better offer to acquire John Elway than the, than the Baltimore Colts did or than the Denver Broncos did. But the owners were like hanging out and – Having drinks in Vegas or wherever they were, and the deal got done. Uh, you know, Tex Ram and uh, you know Gil Brandt and all the Cowboys brass were like, wait a second, we offered a better package to get Elway, and you traded him to Denver. What are you doing? Think about that. How the world would have been different if John Elway had been a Cowboys quarterback in 1983. Boy, that was unbelievable. How about Jim Kelly? Tony Eason was in the Tony Eason and uh, Dan Marino. And now it looks like Aaron Rodgers is also going straight to the Hall of Fame. He was going to the New York Jets when they figure out compensation. We'll let you hear from Aaron Rodgers a little bit coming up. Also get some hot or not topics. We're taking your brackets and talking March Madness. The Zeke, Somebody said uh, it's hard to call it an era when we talk about the Zeke Elliott era. Can we call it an era? You know, I, I think so in that, you know, Zeke and Dak Prescott were drafted in the same draft of 2016. They're buds. Uh, they're best buddies. Zeke was the fourth pick. Dak was the 135th pick. Uh, and they've, I mean, they this. Well, I wanted the Cowboys to take Dax so bad too. I will. Uh, you State. did. I remember that. I, you liked him. I liked. And him the a Cowboys kind of lucked into him because they didn't like him that much. I mean, he was he was about their fifth or sixth choice at quarterback that year. That was the year that da- that uh, Jerry Jones. If we remember, the, you do the draft. We come in here and talk about it. Jerry Jones was upset that he didn't trade up to draft Paxton Lynch in that very draft. That's right. Remember that the Broncos did it, and Jerry was like, "Man, I've always been a gun, a, you know, riverboat gambler, and I didn't do it." I'm mad at myself, and he didn't. That was in the immediate aftermath of the first round that he didn't go get Paxton Lynch, who's just failed at every level, right? Paxton Lynch was terrible in the NFL. Now he's a bad quarterback in the XFL, mm-hmm. yeah, isn't Lynch he? his first start in the XFL. <laughs> but that's how the quarterback you know, evaluations go. The Cowboys coveted Paxton Lynch. They didn't think a ton about Dak Prescott, and they drafted him with pick 135 in the fourth round, and he's turned into their franchise quarterback. And Zeke Elliott was drafted with the fourth pick, 
to come in and really extend the career of Tony Romo, right? They had built that great offensive line. Romo they never had, really played together, did they? He got hurt in training camp in, in preseason that year. They remember his back. Oh, his back. Oh, I broke Broken. my back. Spinal. Uh, Tony Romo went down. Dak Prescott became the quarterback, and the you know, rest is history. But um, now I, I think you can call it an arrow. He's the third all-time leading rusher in the history of the franchise behind Emmett Smith and Tony, Tony Dorsett. So he's third. And he, he you know won two rushing titles. And there was a stretch there for, for four years where he was the best running back in football, one of the best players in football. Uh, not anymore, though. Obviously the big contract. I never lived up to that once he got his money. All right, we'll come back. Ty will lead us through the hot or not topics. We'll take your thoughts on all of those conversations as we roll through a buck off Thursday. Buck ons and buck offs all morning long here on Beanie. Unfortunately, a crash blocking at least one lane of traffic northbound I-35 near 620 in the Round Rock area. So we have a backup toward Wells Branch Parkway there. Southbound back up to 1431 because of the usual volume and the folks looking over at the crash. Also, we're checking this wreck. Oh, good news here. It looks like westbound on Ben White headed towards South Congress. They've cleared that one. And the one reported northbound I-35 near Stasty has dropped off the board completely. Now, we do have crashes otherwise and elsewhere, like, for example, Twin Oaks at Burnett. That's an injury wreck. Also, Capital Texas Highway, Loop 360 southbound. This is going to be near Bee Caves. And Barton Creek at Bee Caves, a reported crash there, too. Again, some slick streets, and so that could be part of the problem here with these wrecks. I'm Don Miller, and that's traffic. QC Kinetics, folks, it is uh, relief. It's relief is what QC Kinetics is all about. For folks with chronic pain, old sports injuries, arthritis, uh, inflammation in the knees, the hips, the back, uh, the lower back, the shoulder, wherever that joint is, it's just a chronic situation for you. Talk to our friends at QC Kinetics and learn how they can get you through the pain, not mask the pain, with pain pills and steroid injections and the conversations of surgery. Talk to them about the regenerative medicine and the treatments that they have that are so effective so many uh, great results that they're getting with people that are they're getting back to being their normal selves. They don't wake up every single day uh, with that chronic pain. They can be active and get after things, get out, play golf, exercise, hike and bike trails, things of that nature. They couldn't do them. Now they can, and it's because of QC Kinetics and that regenerative medicine. And all I ever encourage you to do is just call. Just, just be curious. Uh, ask the questions at 593-4303. That's 512-593-4303. They'll get you into one of their two locations, Austin or Round Rock. And, um, you know, you can ask and, and they'll explain how it works and why it works with the regenerative medicine, your own healthy blood cells, highly concentrated and then injected into that area to affect the change and provide the relief that you're going for and seeking. Uh, they'll, they'll let you make a decision from there. But you'll have all the information at that point and you can, uh, can make the call. 512-593-4303. It's QC Kinetics. What's hot? And what's not? What's hot? What's not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Hot not NFL free agency is hot. We'll get the very latest coming up top of the hour. All the headlines, including the Zeke Elliott release, the Cincinnati Bengals have signed a big free agent left tackle to protect Joe Burrow's backside. So the Philadelphia Eagles keeping a couple of defensive cornerstones. Also, seven straight wins for the Texas baseball team. Now they beat North Dakota State last night. We'll talk to David Pierce, and we will call him today at 8.30. Talk to base, talk baseball, preview the series this weekend. Can the Longhorns keep this streak going? On the not-hot side, if you saw it last night, the hot was the Team USA and the World, World Baseball Classic. Big win for them. They beat uh, uh, Venezuela. No, no. They eliminated... 
they play Venezuela now, but Mike Trout had a big night, drove in all three runs as Team USA uh, took down Team Colombia 3-2. to two. They advanced, but a terrible scene with the, uh, boy, cross your fingers for Mets closer Edwin Diaz. Um, you know, he threw the final pitch, got the final out, and what was a huge, a pretty big upset, um, you know, the, they, they beat the Dominican Republic, Team Puerto Rico, uh, beat the Dominican Republic, and going into the tournament, the DR was the favorite, right, with all the talent and all the players, and they beat him. They eliminated him 5-2, to two, and so there's a celebration going on, and his brother, who plays for the Cincinnati Reds, Edwin Diaz's brother, is the first to embrace him, and they start doing the jump up and down thing. Well, I hope that's just a knee strain. Next thing you know, everybody clears, and the closer's on the ground, and something happened to his right knee. I mean, he just land awkwardly, collapsed, I don't know, but they carted him off, and he'll be MRI'd today. I mean, that's, uh, that's a, the star closer for the Mets, and Mets have a high ceiling this year, I think, and just a bad scene. Uh, it's what you fear most about this World Baseball Classic is star players getting hurt. Same time, that was such a fluky play. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's at the end of – it's celebrating. It's not even playing. And playing – what's a fluky thing? How, how does this go on during spring training? Do this, these players just not go to spring training? They, they went and then left. I mean, it essentially was built into the – remember, they did it the – you know, last – they try to do this every four years, much like the World Cup. And in soccer, and you know they did it in the summer last time, if memory serves. But they they, they can't. They got to pick a time to do it, and there's not a perfect time. And they're not going to stop the baseball season to have the World Baseball Classic in the middle and of it. And the majority of them want to play in it. So I mean, I guess this is the yeah. The, oh, of course you want to go play for your country. That's what it's about. I mean, it's a world game. It's a world sport, and uh, you know, prideful playing for your country. But, you know, this kind of makes sense. You get yourself tuned up at spring training and then play the tournament and then go back and the season begins. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is this was just a weird I mean, game was over. Should have been in the shower <laughs> getting yeah. ready for the, uh, the the next round. And, um, you know. Instead of playing dog pile. Well, I mean, that was a big upset. It wasn't like there was reason for celebration that you just took down the DR, the Dominican Republic, and eliminated them. He gets the final out and everybody's excited. Just, uh, just, just bad luck. One of those. Terrible, terrible injuries. Also, uh, John Morant Buck suspended eight games by the NBA for his uh, brandishing of a gun in a nightclub. And, of course, he's retreated to Florida to seek some counseling and some help. At a young age, he had a statement where he's taken responsibility. And um, let's hope he gets on the right path at 23 years old. Well, I think he will. He guy. stuck himself there. He said, you know what, I got, I'm going down the wrong road. He's lucky he only got eight games. It's supposed to be an automatic 50-game suspension for any kind of firearm. Yeah, and then there we wonder if he'll play again this year. We'll see for the Memphis Grizzlies. This is, is, is I think it'd been different if he'd have brought that on the plane with him as at the organization. I think he got it at the club, and he says it wasn't his gun at the club. He just had it in his hand. But well, they know. haven't found out everything about that, which they will, yeah, they or have, or they won't. Well, they they, won't. In, they investigated, but this says is Diaz related to the Grammaticas. Oh yeah, remember Martin Grammatica when he blew his knee out jumping oh, up and man. down after making a kick? That can happen. T.Y., what do you have for us in Hot or Not, my friend? Uh, well, Jalen Carter had his pro day yesterday. Oh. You know, he's been involved in some unfortunate events lately. Uh, and he kind of showed up like one of those guys that had a little too much fun on spring break, nine pounds overweight, looked extremely sloppy during drills. He had to stop. He didn't participate in like half of them because he was winded and like just said he couldn't do well, it. spring break action. So well, That's a bad look. Now, I mean, look, the, the, the accident, of course, the speeding and the two misdemeanors he was charged with and the accident, the wreck that killed two Georgia, well, of course, a staffer and his teammate, and those were going to be misdemeanors. I don't think that would have led to a big slide, but this will. Unfortunately, the way the NFL works, 
the fact that this was your job interview, you didn't work out at the combine, and then you know, a few weeks later he's having his pro day at Georgia. And, and he's sloppy that. Well, wow. he was 10 pounds overweight. He was in, weighted in like 323. And then he didn't do any of the drills. Like, he didn't do any of the testing drills. And as Ty said, he did do some of the on-field stuff, and he he didn't look great. I mean, that will lead to a slide. That'll be, hey, you weren't prepared. Jerry? Well. Give this guy a call. Slide to Jerry. I don't You, you got to do your due diligence on this now and figure out what's going on. But, um, yeah, that was a bad look for Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive tackle, who many believe is the single most talented player in this draft. It's B&E on the horn.